0: Welcome to day two of our look through 2 Corinthians 2. We're gonna look at verses two to four today. And we're talking about what the Apostle Paul teaches us concerning surviving misunderstandings between believers. Yesterday we looked at the fact that the first thing you have to do is clear your conscience. You have to look at your own self, your own actions. Ask God, what did I do? But then the second thing you do is you look to the relationship and you clear the air. Something has to be done to clear up the misunderstanding. So you clear your conscience and then you clear the air. Now, how do you do that? Well, in this also, we're going to look back a little bit to chapter one, but also look at then what he has to say to us in chapter two. To clear the air, you really have to do three things. First, you have to face the misunderstanding. Second, you have to diffuse the misunderstanding. Three, you have to explain your actions. Actually, you have to do four things, because the fourth thing you have to do is express your love. You face the misunderstanding, you diffuse the misunderstanding, you explain your actions, and you express your love. First, you face the misunderstanding. You you face up to the fact that there has been a misunderstanding. Paul here faced a personal challenge to his integrity. We talked about this a little bit last week. They had expected him to come and make a visit. He hadn't come and made the visit that they expected. And so because of that, they said, you just can't trust that guy. You can't trust his promises to come and visit us, so you can't trust his message of the good news. Paul had planned to visit, but he had to change his plans. They misunderstood why he had to change his plans, and so they challenged Paul concerning this. If Paul has broken his word, what's your guarantee then that he's speaking God's word? Now, Paul had to face up to that, and that's a hard thing to face because it brings up all kinds of emotions in you when you face the misunderstanding, But in order to clear the air, first of all, you have to face up to the fact that there is a misunderstanding. I have been misunderstood in this situation. And I don't know about you, what what really helps me to face the fact that I get misunderstood sometimes is to realize the fact that I misunderstand others sometimes. It's embarrassing to me to realize how often I have misunderstood someone else's motives. I've misunderstood why they did what they did, only to find out later it wasn't for that reason at all. It wasn't what I was thinking at all. And so the humility to realize how often you misunderstand helps you to face the fact that you might have been misunderstood. First, you face it. And then the second thing you do is you diffuse the misunderstanding. How do you diffuse a misunderstanding? I believe you diffuse it by confession, either confessing the truth or confessing you're wrong. If when you cleared your conscience, you realize I've wronged this person, then you diffuse the misunderstanding by saying, I'm sorry that I've wronged you. But if you haven't wronged them, don't lie. Don't say, I've wronged you if you haven't. Some people do that, and they think, well, that makes everything better all the time. That's being codependent, not dependent on God. You diffuse the misunderstanding by means of confession, and sometimes that means you have to confess that you were wrong. Other times, it means you just confess the truth. You give the perspective of the truth. Look, we're we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We both want what God wants in this situation, and that's what Paul did through this. He stood for the truth. He talked about the fact that he didn't plan lightly. Last week, we looked at the fact that he said, I didn't say yes and no to you. Our message to you is not yes and no. You see how they confused his yes and no about whether he could come and visit them with the yes and no of the gospel. So Paul said the yes is always there in Christ. He stood for the truth. In fact, Paul says, don't rely on Paul. You rely on God you give people the perspective of the truth as you're diffusing the misunderstanding. You confess the lie that maybe happened. You confess the pride that maybe that you had. You confess the mistake that maybe that you make. You confess the sin that maybe you committed. Or you confess the truth before God together. You diffuse the misunderstanding. And then you do a third thing. And I think this is the hardest thing. You explain your actions. You explain what happened. Now, this is hard for me to do. I don't know about you because this type of explanation, when you're the one who's been misunderstood, this type of explanation of, well, this is what happened, comes with an attitude required, an attitude of humility. Because the feeling you have, when you've been misunderstood, the feeling you have is, after the way they treated me, they don't deserve the time of day, let alone an explanation from me. Or this feeling, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. That's the path of the world. But love, humility, they take a different path. It's not a matter of what you feel like doing or what you're being forced to do. The issue isn't your pride, the issue is a restored relationship. The issue is following Jesus. So, Paul, as you look through what happens in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, he clearly explains his actions. He didn't have to. His conscience was clear. But he decided to because he wanted to restore the relationship. He wanted to survive the misunderstanding. So he explained his actions. In chapter 2, verse 1, Paul says, So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. He's saying to them, I didn't come in order to spare you because it would have been a painful visit at that point in our relationship. I wanted us to have joy in our relationship. So Paul explains it was actually for their sake that he didn't come. You explain your actions. You explain why it happened. In fact, he's going to do more of this throughout 2 Corinthians, explain exactly what happened. You explain your actions, and then you do a fourth thing. And this may be the most important of all. You express your love. You hear Paul doing that in verses 2 to 4. Listen to what he had to say. For if I grieve you, who is left to make me glad but you whom I have grieved? I wrote as I did that when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. Paul says, I didn't come to see you because I didn't want a painful visit. And Paul says, I wrote you some things that were hard to say, not to grieve you, but because I love you. In fact, in verse two, he says, if I grieve you, who's left to make me glad? Paul is saying, it's not in my interest to grieve you. Why would I want to grieve you? I want to rejoice with you. It doesn't make sense that I'd want to grieve you. Uh, I'm the one who wants to rejoice with you, Paul says. I don't want to be distressed by you. I'm the one who wants to have confidence in you, Paul says in verse three. I'm the one who wants to share joy with you. So Paul writes to them and he says, you misunderstood. I acted out of love for you. I acted out of concern for you. Now, Paul was able to say that because it was true. If Paul had acted out of pride, he would have had to say, I acted out of pride for you. You can express your love that way too, by confession, but also saying, but that's not the way I want to act. I want to act in a new and different way. These last couple of days, we've talked about misunderstandings. And I have to wonder if maybe you, a misunderstanding hasn't hurt you, maybe very recently. What do you do when that's happening? Maybe it's a misunderstanding that happened many years ago, but it still comes to your mind right now as I talk about it. Well, you do two things. You clear your conscience. First, you go to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am, open-hearted, open-handed. Show me what I've done wrong. Show me how I can make it right. You clear your conscience. And then you clear the air. You do these things that Paul did. You walk through this. Now, this is what you can do. We're hearing one part of this conversation, what Paul is saying to the Corinthians. We're not hearing what they're saying back. We're going to find out soon that they responded well. I'll let you know on the end of the story. But the truth is, all you can do is what God's asked you to do. The other person might choose to still misunderstand you. They might want to misunderstand you because it fits their worldview somehow. They might want to misunderstand you because somehow that misunderstanding has become something they're holding on to to get them through the day, at least they think it is. They might want to misunderstand you because they haven't learned yet how to forgive or they don't have the spiritual maturity to let go of a hurt. All you can do is what God has asked you to do. You can stop letting that past hurt direct your present life by doing all that God's asked you to do. You can survive the misunderstanding whether they choose to survive it or not. Let's pray together. Jesus, you were misunderstood. You came to love us, to sacrifice for us, and yet there were those who hate you and who hurled insults at you, who ridiculed you. You were misunderstood. You understand what it is to be misunderstood. And yet you forgave those who hurt you, that you gave to all of us your very life. And so, Lord, out of your example, I pray that you'd help us to instead of living with a misunderstanding a hurt in a relationship, whether it started small or started big, Lord, help us to begin to survive some of those misunderstandings. And Lord, if there's someone that I need to call today, if there's some expression of love that needs to be given today, or explanation of the past that needs to be given, give me, Lord, I pray, the humility, the humility in you to do that. I ask this in your name, Jesus, amen. Tomorrow we're gonna talk together about the power of forgiveness.